Mansell with HJ Sports, and today we're going to go over our new sites within the Tetra line for 2022. So new for 2022, we actually came out with a new way to mount your scope housing to the infinite adjust bracket. No longer do you have to worry about your vertical adjustments uh, intertwining with the second axis adjustments. So as you'll see on the scope housing, uh, there's actually an additional brick. You can either mount that to the inside of the riser or to the outside of the riser. We recommend that for most traditional bows, you mount that to the inside of the riser and for any sort of sight that you're gonna mount in line with the bow to use the outside. Just flip that around um, and mount it to the outside of the riser. So within each of the product categories, we have the Tetra Max, the Tetra, and then the Tetra LT. As always, our Tetra line of sights come in four different scope housing size options, an inch and three eighths, an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarters, and then also our four pin housing, which is an inch and three quarters. We also offer a 10 thousandths pin and a 19 thousandths pin for both single pin and four pin options. On the Tetra itself, we once again have micro adjustments as well as your macro gain adjustments for left and right. For your vertical adjustments on your Tetra bow sight, you'll want to use the screw right here on the infinite adjust rail and the screw below that. You'll just loosen those and slide it up and down. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra bow sight is the integrated scope ring that has a built-in level. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra site is the ability to take a 2500 blue burst light. This is an added on accessory, but you can actually put that on there to add light to your pin or to reduce light. With that, we also have mechanical rheostat, which is an exclusive feature to HHA on the Tetra line. You'll be able to turn in the rheostat if you want to dim the light, and then you'll also be able to turn it out if you want to let more light in. Also on our 2022 Tetra line bow sights, the Tetra comes in either a fixed frame, our Hunter Edition frame, or it comes on a four to eight inch adjustable dovetail. All HHA products are 100% made and sourced in the USA, and they carry a 100% lifetime warranty. For any more questions, please visit our website at www.hjsports.com. Hello, we're at the BATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, in flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. 
Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. folks thank you for tuning into another episode of bucks of america podcast cooking edition i hope everybody turned into the last episode on wednesday wednesday with liz and this is our part two our continuation of our conversation you know liz has hunter la but she has a couple of recipes up her sleeve that she wants to talk about and this will be the first time we've ever had somebody talk up rattlesnake now i'm gonna let her take away with this because this is this has got me intrigued because it's like i'm gonna be looking for roadkill because i don't always actively go out looking for rattlesnakes Go ahead, Liz. Take it away. Yeah. So um, basically, Jeff reached out to me and was talking to me about um, cooking. And I'm just so blessed that we um, we get a lot of exotic meat. I get to go on a lot of different trips. And so we have a freezer full of exotic meat. But he was he said how he said it. He said, your favorite meal. And I thought, oh, you know what I really like? I really like rattlesnake um, because it's so rare. But it's it is really good um everybody always wants to try it because i don't know how many people have had rattlesnake but i know every time i say it to somebody they're really shocked um and the cool thing about this is super redneck but do it anyways um you can actually run over a rattlesnake or if somebody ran over a rattlesnake um you can totally do this as a roadkill recipe um as long as like the meat isn't spoiled or stinky, like if somebody ran over a rattlesnake in front of you, you can totally pick it up and, um, and cook it. So I guess I'll just run over. Like, um, did you see that? Pun? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I heard you. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm so funny. Um, so actually just a couple weeks ago, we were in Houston, Minnesota, and there was a rattlesnake right on um, the driveway where we were horse camping and uh my friend Allison ran it over. Yes. I can't wait. I couldn't believe it was a it was a timber rattlesnake actually. Um I couldn't believe it because I have never seen a rattlesnake in Minnesota. So that was pretty unique to me. But right away I said we got to pick it up. Um so we made sure that the snake was dead. Be very careful. Um and she might have ran it over two more times. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that it was dead and we just ended up throwing it in a plastic bag we brought it back to our campsite um and we laid it out on the tailgate we cut the head off and we threw it in the fire pit and burned it right away um but the other thing that you would want to do um if you don't have like a fire going is dig a hole and bury it just because of the, the venom in the veins or fangs so um so that's kind of the most important part about it. Make sure it's dead and make sure you cut off that head and properly dispose it. Um, don't play around with it. Don't, um, you know, check out the fangs because they have the venom, um, in them. And so you want to avoid that, but basically it's really easy. Um, if it's just you, you can, um, like I said, cut that head off, dispose of it. And then, um, 
you flip it over kind of on its belly side and you'll just take a sharp knife and slice it down the middle of the belly so it's open. Um, you can grab the meat and then grab the skin and it peels right off. I mean, it's super easy. Otherwise, if you have two people, um, Allison's son actually was part of the whole preparation and cooking. So that was pretty cool to get him involved in it. Um, you can just like hold the meat and then the other person just peels the skin right off. Um, and if you want to save the skin, just take a stick and you wrap it over itself on a stick. And then it, you leave it out in the sun and it dries out and you have a snake skin. Um, so that's cool. Um, and you cut off the rattle also. So and I'm actually hoping to have another child um, <laughs> soon, not soon, um, but maybe in a year we'll have another kid and I'm taking it to the taxidermy to get a baby rattle. Oh, that's made. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but keep the rattle because it's really cool. Um, and so now you have your snake skinned. And then um, the viscera, basically you just take like your fingers and run it through this slit that you made this belly and it all pulls out really easy. Um, be aware of what's in the belly because it was really gross. This one in Minnesota had a rat in it and it was, it kind of freaked me out. Um, and I don't like touching snakes or anything, but dead snake is fine. But a rat in the belly was kind of creepy to me. So I think they got some good pictures of me freaking out because I didn't realize the rat was like hanging, like dangling at me. But so basically you just can clean it out, wash it with some water. We just rinsed it off with some water. Um, and then you lay it flat and you coil it out. Um, we just rubbed butter on it and put salt and pepper kind of to taste and then put it on tinfoil and put it over the campfire. Um, we cooked it for 15 minutes and then we flipped it and cooked it for 15 minutes more. And basically, um, it should be done in 30 minutes, but if you want to go a little bit longer, that's fine. Or if you have a meat temperature or thermometer, it's supposed to be 165 degrees, um, Fahrenheit. That's just kind of cooking or whatever, but 30 minutes and it's still kind of tender. Pull it off, let it sit five minutes. So it kind of absorbs the oil and stuff. And then you can start eating it. It kind of has like the texture of, I would say almost like how it falls apart is kind of like crab, but it's um, a little chewier than chicken. And I don't want to say it tastes like chicken because it doesn't. It, it, it has a really good um, flavor to it, but um, all you um, Does it taste similar to like uh, frog legs? Because I know frog legs can, can have, no. can be tender or if they're overcooked, be chewy. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it would have that texture. It's just a little bit more rubbier, rub, rub, wow. <laughs> rubbery. <laughs> I can't say this rubbery. now. Yes. Rubbery. <laughs> rubby. <laughs> rubberier. <laughs> oh, it's a little rubberier than chicken. Um, but not really. Um, you just probably want to cook it a little bit better, but and you just you can pull it off with like a fork or you can just pull it off with your fingers and then you eat it and it's kind of like the perfect appetizer i i actually said that i want to make uh rattlesnake tacos sometime um but but yeah and so that's kind of the the down low on rattlesnake it's it's really easy um 
and it's really yeah good. it sounds like it my my uncle when he was in special training special ops training when he was back in the 80s and stuff like that some of his stories would tell us like that was one of his meals that if he could find it that was one of his more prized meals just because of what it, how easy it is to prepare because you don't have to worry about taking the skeleton off you just cook it once you remove the skin you cook everything in it and then you go ahead and you start pulling the meat off i think uh, tacos would be delicious because i do the same thing with uh pike as well because if i'm if i'm lazy and i yeah. don't want to do the proper way of pulling up a pike i'll just do pike tacos i'll just sit there pull all the wide bones out separate the meat and then just do ta- tacos and then get a, a good uh, flavorful uh coleslaw and it just kicks off without a problem oh do you put coleslaw on your tacos oh yeah it's my favorite. It's kind of a, That's it's, my favorite. It's, 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 it's yeah. simple because it, it can hydrate everything. It can adds a nice little tang to it. And it's really simple to make. And then you can do it yourself. So there's different kits. Like if I'm doing, if I want to, if I'm doing pike, I like to go with the, like a Southwest flavor with it. With some peppercorn and a little bit of hoven or uh, Tabasco in there just to kind of give it a nice little kick. And then poof, you're, you're sailing. You're sailing. That sounds good. Yeah. And with the um, snake too, um, it, the it's flavorful it's actually really flavorful with just like butter and salt and pepper it has a lot of flavor to it so um my friend's son was like oh you could like barbecue it or something and i was like i wouldn't even barbecue it because it's just i mean it's really good we had people riding by on horses and they're and um they were shocked what we were doing you know they just couldn't believe what we were doing um but i think it's awesome i think if you ever have the chance to do it definitely do it it's so good. Don't be afraid to try it. You know, a lot of people thought it was gross, but it's not. It's it's one of my favorite, and I highly recommend it. And I feel like um, I've been to some exotic meat stores that have rattlesnake, and it's very expensive. So um, you might as well just pick it up off the road and <laughs> cook it oh, up. <laughs> most definitely. And then when your question popped in my mind, when you're regarding what the lopping off the head, how far back? Do you go from the head to um, on the body? Do you go half inch, inch, two inches from the head, and then you lop it off there? And... Yeah, I guess I would just go like an inch, probably because I really like the meat and I don't want to waste a bunch of it. But you'll, I mean, you can just kind of see, even with like the tail, you'll see where the skin changes. Um, and so you kind of cut it off there, but you can kind of see where like the head is and then just cut that inch off, and um, it's totally fine. And um, like I said, just don't mess around with like the fangs or the mouth or anything like that. Um, cause it's dangerous. We just, we, did, we had a glove and we had a bag that we ended up, you know, touching it with and all that stuff. So, um, they're not, you don't want to play around with it, but, um, you definitely want to eat it. So. And the unique thing too, is like when you, when you want to repurpose that skin, uh, a lot of, uh, gentlemen or a lot of people that make, uh, turkey calls, those um those strikers those are commonly used like the rattlesnake patterns are very popular with that uh big john morton down there in, in louisiana that's what he likes using he likes using that and using that whatever and whatever else people can send him because it's amazing how many people are like hey i got this like perfect here send it on down to me and i'll i'll have to whip up a call for you or something like that he's got to, he's quite talented with the whole thing because he does something similar to what out in out in montana where they get to do it and it's, it's a I think it's like a 50 man team 50 man uh tournament where it's just going out well done it's like kind of like a contest for big birds stuff like that two man teams 50 teams and then you go out, out there and try to get yourself a bird 
Yeah, I think, and we even have horses. So what we're going to end up doing is we'll either do it as like, um, have our leather guy do it as an inlay on like a horse halter, or you can do like belts, um, stuff like that too, or like a bracelet. And then it's kind of cool. Like, um, somebody be like, Oh, I love your bracelet and be like, Oh, thanks. It's a rattlesnake I killed or <laughs> I love it. And I got to eat it. Cause it, it's a, you can, or even you can, if you, if, if you find the right, uh, mixture, you can turn it into a watch band too as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just love that being able to utilize like the whole animal or like, um, I had dropped that in there that we're going to try for another kid. I shot, um, a ram, um, or a, a goat actually. Um, and he has long white fur and I want to make a diaper bag out of it. Where people are like, Oh my gosh, I love your diaper bag. And be like, Oh, thanks. I shot it. Like, you know, just be super tough mom. <laughs> but, um, all that stuff is cool. I think it's cool when you can utilize all that stuff and it doesn't go to waste and, um, it's cool stuff. So have a rattlesnake. It's good. Don't be shy. Yeah. So again, Liz, what are the best ways to reach out to you? Cause I know we talked to the, in the last episode on Wednesday, uh, regarding uh, the, the website after the Facebook page. So anything uh, is that so you're, you're the one that handles all that communications, correct? Yep. Yep. So I do all of the, my own communication through Hunter LA. Um, just kind of like that personal touch, um, where I like, I love to talk to people. People will send me messages all the time. Um, about what they've got going on in life. But um, same thing, if you are looking for a cool recipe or if you ever just want to drive over to Menominee, Wisconsin and have a meal, we got like 45 pounds of alligator in our freezer. We have Audad, we have Access, we have um, Ram, we have what? Spoonbill. Oh yeah. Spoonbill is really good too. My husband's yelling at me all the things that we have in our freezer. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, for sure. Um, shoot me a message right there on Facebook. I answer everything. So, um, it'd be cool. And I love welcoming new people and helping people out. So excellent. Well, thank you, Liz. It was a pleasure talking to you. I am now going to be keeping an eye on the road for Falcons. Yeah. I'll call, I'll call you if I find one. <laughs> oh, please do. I will make the trip up there, especially if, we can, if it happens between now and one of the HJ shoots. It's like, uh, like I could probably sure we could probably get uh, uh, Jeremy and uh, Rebecca to come out too as well. Excellent. Thank you. Oh yeah. Awesome.